Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, change makers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. What's up, guys? It's Emily. And I'm Lisa. And I'm Michelle. And we're the Conscious Collaboration. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Uh, Super excited today. We have a very special, special guest, Rachel Weaver. Um, We're super excited to have her on the podcast and for you guys to learn more about her. Um, Just a little background. Rachel combines human design and conversion copywriting to help spiritual entrepreneurs clarify and amplify their aligned, authentic message so they can attract ideal clients and create lasting impact. Um, She also helps women sell out programs on the first round, sell high ticket one-on-one with ease, and create a massive impact with a simple message. I I know this firsthand, and uh, Lisa does as well, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, Also, women go from chasing clients and struggling to know their direction to attracting ideal clients and building a sustainable and wildly impactful business. So simply put, she is your soul-aligned messaging coach. Welcome, welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you guys. (laughs) Yes, we are so excited too. So um, I think first and foremost, tell us a little bit about what the heck is human design? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Human design is basically, it's your energetic blueprint. So it's like your aura and it's how you present yourself to the world as well as how your energy interacts with the world. And it's based off your birth date and time. So you can go, you can Google human design. You'll come up with like several websites that you can get a free chart. Uh, and it'll spit out this kind of archaic looking chart with a bunch of centers and lines and numbers. Um, but it all is a blueprint really to how your energy works. What are the factors um, used to determine those things in human design? Um, well, the factor it's, uh, the location that you're born and then your birth date in time. And the time is, cause there's a lot of people that are like, I don't know when I was born. Right. Um, you can do as best you can to get as close as you can. And some facets will change if you like are an hour off. Most of the time it's pretty close. Um, and there's other ways you can douse on it and some other ways to figure out what your birth time was. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole system of human design is like, a combination of I Ching, uh, chakras, um, the astrology, um, and, um, gene keys. There we go. (laughs) Those all together, um, really paint the picture together. So it's a really deep, uh, system that can be overwhelming when you look at it. Yeah. Very complex. How did you even get into that? I, it was honestly, it's a spiritual journey for me. It was wanting to understand myself better, wanting to understand my own intuition and how to connect to it. And someone had mentioned, I think I was listening to a podcast and somebody had mentioned it. I went and looked into it and 
it instantly felt like, oh my gosh, this, this is me. This is me in a nutshell. And it's, I don't, it's all the things that I feel ashamed of. Um, and that really set off the dominoes of diving into the system more and more and more. Um, and for me, I know a lot of people can look at it and like, I don't get it. That's how I feel about astrology. I look at astrology and I'm like, I don't get it, (laughs) (laughs) but I look at human design. I'm like, oh, it's doing this, this, and this, and like, it all makes sense. So So Rachel, I heard you say that some of the modalities integrated into this system include the ancient Yi Jing, which I really love. (laughs) Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what the expression is um, and use of the Yi Jing? Yeah, it's found in the lines. So like your profile line is referencing to the I Ching, as well as when you look at, there's two columns of numbers when you get your chart. And there's, it'll be like a number. So 39 point something. Um, and that point something that, that re- references the I Ching in the profile lines. Oh, so in relation to the I Ching, Michelle, this is mm-hmm. the hexagram and then the change lines. Yeah. So I imagine yeah. this is referencing the, um, the journey and the changes in someone's life. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I love that so much. And so how many energy types are there referenced in human design? There originally there were five or I'm sorry, four. Um, and there was a split, uh, to make five. So there's manifestors, projectors, reflectors, and generators is what split to manifesting generator. So there, uh, manifesting generator is a subset of a generator. They still have the same strategy as a generator, but they have some manifestor qualities. Mm, I love that so much. And I think anytime I hear the descriptions of the different profiles, myself included, everyone wants to be a manifester. Yeah. But can you tell us, is that a trend for people to say that and, and why that may be? A, a or they think they are. Okay, right. <laughs> or they want to be. Yeah. They want yeah. To be. They're like, I want to be. Uh, I think it's because there's so much talk about manifesting, right? Like we Mm -hmm. all want to be able to manifest. And so if you're a manifester, then you get to manifest, right? But all five types, when you're in alignment with that energy, manifest like magic. Um, It doesn't, you don't have to be the manifester. The manifester is just someone that can initiate something and they don't need someone else to um, either ask them a question or bring something into their reality. They can decide, I'm going to go out and I'm going to create this. That sounds like so much fun. I know that's not my type. (laughs) (laughs) It's really um, cool too, especially with the whole mind-body business theme. Um, If you picture it visually, I know because I've, you know, worked with you and had my design chart done. Um, I'm a generator, by the way. And... Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, it shows all of the different, when she says gates, there's like all these lines and it's like your body and your spirit and your head and all these different places. Um, and if those are, if you're working against those things, just like we talk about with, you know, not taking care of your body affects your mind and your business. It goes, the it's the same. It's all hand yeah. in hand. It's all, uh, in, uh, I think you said the word alignment, mm-hmm. Rachel. So yeah. So that's interesting. Um, not to get too crazy in depth, but can you give just like a small description of each 
type just for listeners who might think, Hey, that sounds like me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, let's start with manifestors. Manifestors are a bigger energy. They're a repelling. So either you love them or you hate them kind of energy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and they are visionary. So they, in their messaging, their business is about big vision. So that's the manifester. The generator is human design. There's a lot of language around worker bees, but I don't think that's necessarily true. You are here to create and really, um, dive into a subject that you're passionate about. So it is about what you're building and creating, right. But it has to be something you're passionate about. If it's not, it's not in alignment. Um, the manifesting generator is, similar to that in that they're creating something, but they're likely bringing lots of different things in that haven't been brought together before. So they have passions that you'll, um, kind of like shiny objects all the time. I'm always changing my mind. I'm a manifesting generator, always changing my mind, never doing the same thing for very long. Um, and I have a very wide array of passions and bringing them in, not all, all of them all the time, but, um, at least some of them together in a way that no one's done before. And then the projectors are the seers. They're the people that really, when you look, when they look at you, you feel seen like there's do you guys some... feel seen by me right now. I do. Like they just, they penetrate and that's the reason why they need the invitation so that when someone can, if they, someone raises their hand and says, yes, I want your guidance from, for the projector. That's their invitation that, yes, I can guide you. I can give you my advice. If a projector tries to give advice without that invitation, it's like kind of talking to a brick wall. No, one's going to listen. It's really a struggle, right? It's just, they need that invitation to, for the person to feel seen and heard. Um, And then reflectors are all open centers. So they need to take time to make decisions and they, their environment needs to be aligned for them to feel aligned, right? Because they're absorbing all of this information from around them. Anything white or not colored in is an area that you can feel into other people's energy and take it in on yourself as well as amplify it back out. So as a reflector, it's really important that the people around you, your environment is really aligned and feels healthy for you and healthy. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is I didn't think about it until you were just describing it, but in feng shui mirrors are a very powerful cure in Mm. in feng shui. They're water And you have to be really careful what you put a mirror in front of and how Mm -hmm. it's reflecting back the imagery. So if you're trying to multiply abundance, there needs to be an image of abundance. Mm -hmm. There needs to be reflected abundance and reflectors. And I only think I've ever met two reflectors in the time that we've been working together. Um, But it sounds like they're the walking version of a mirror and Mm -hmm. are multiplying and reflecting back. Yeah. They really are. I mean, they are like the canary in the coal mine kind of, because they are able to feel into what's happening on a whole nother level and then reflect it back to people. Yeah. And they're only about 1% of the population. So there, you won't meet a lot of them. Hmm. I so desire to meet them though. I'm like, I feel like asking, and I know I'm a projector, so I can't go quiz everybody when I go into like a restaurant and tell me what's your birthday. <laughs> I've tried it. It falls flat. 
I mean, yeah. if there's shots involved, she might. <laughs> we don't tell everyone. Okay. Bring on the shots. <laughs> so do you ever have clients? Uh, cause I know like for myself, sometimes I feel like I fall into the manifesting generator side, but technically my chart says generator. Now I've, I know there's some discrepancies in some of the charts. Do you ever have clients that are like kind of both of something? Yeah. Does it, is it, I mean, do the charts even pick that up or do you more pick that up as you're working yeah. with them? Um, well, there's a lot of layers to human design. So one, you know, the, let's take the wanting to do lots of different things and passions, right? You think of manifesting generator, right? Mm-hmm. But it's actually a gate. It's gate 34. That is the, oh. like, I want to do lots of different things gate. Every manifesting generator. No, I, I won't even say every, a lot of manifesting generators will have that gate, but also generators as well. And other people. So it's not just, um, the manifesting generator in that theme, right? So there's, and even when you think of um, some profile lines also kind of overlap with other areas in terms of like the qualities of them, um, if that makes sense. So yeah, it's, it's a layered thing. <laughs> and I will say that we have all of the energy of the chart. It's not like just because it's white and not colored, it doesn't mean that we don't have that energy. It just means we don't have a consistent access to it. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's like, innate in us, it's going to be, we'll kind of ebb and flow in and out of it, depending on the people around us, what's happening in the cosmic energy, that kind of stuff. Um, and so even if it's white, you still have it, it's still within you. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. So if it's, so just for folks that might not know, it can be white or like red or black, right? There's like different colors and it means different things. Yeah. Yeah. The red is the unconscious and the black is the conscious side. So you have a design side and a personality side. Um, and they're, they're different, right? Like they're, we're more aware of our conscious side, obviously, cause it's more conscious. Um, but the unconscious is kind of driving the bus, right. <laughs> so to speak. So would you say that, uh, people can excel at certain roles in business based on their human design type? I think there are different types lean towards different roles for sure, but that doesn't mean that and someone that's not that type can't do that job, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like a manifester can't be an implementer, like in the, a VA, say a manifester being a VA that's doing all the work, right? More than likely though, they'll start to feel like that's not the area of their like, genius. Um, once they, maybe they turn it then into an agency where they're more the visionary for the, and they have other people underneath of them doing that, like more manual work. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other thing too, to keep in mind is that you can, all these different gate energies and channel energies, we will find ourselves leaning towards naturally if we're following our strategy and authority. So if you're following your, so the generator strategy is to respond. That means that like when you are excited, when your like body is in alignment, life will bring things to you and you get to say yes or no to them. And 
that is your authority, unless you have emotional authority, which is a little different. But if you're just sacral authority, like that's, that's how it works. Like you get in your body, you're excited. You just get to be, feel this like lit feeling life comes to you. You get to decide, Ooh, I like that. I don't want that. It's like a buffet. I want this and this and this, right. Um, and you will naturally find those gate energies and your profile and all the other things will start to fall into place all on their own. But if you're not doing your strategy and authority, that's when you can get really off track and it, all the gate and all the other stuff starts to be like, that doesn't resonate. That doesn't feel like because there's a lot of conditioning that's already present and you like, you're already shooting on yourself. You're already like saying, this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. At the conscious collaboration podcast, we are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with Atapa red light therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A-T-A-P-A.com, or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code collab15 that's c o l l a b 15 for a discount on your device Rachel and I went through a lot of shitting together. I <laughs> like how that sounds. <laughs> yep. I am a product of not using your authority correctly or I was a product, I should say of that, or I don't even want to say a product, but I was, you know, on that end. And Rachel was able to take me to the other side and help me, (laughs) help me see how that, you know, works, um, making those, those decisions using your, your authority, your sacral, which was really, really cool to go. It's, it's a tough process to go through depending at where you're at. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's so worth it. So, I guess kind of with that being said, can you take us a little bit down, um, you know, what it would look like as far as human design as your business? So how do you work with clients? What, what does that look like, um, working with you? Yeah. So it originally started, I was a copywriter and writing copy and that's when I met Lisa. (laughs) Um, but I loved human design and I really saw it as a a tool to help me get to know the other person and the person that I was writing for a lot faster, instead of me asking them these questions of like, what, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want to offer? There was a blueprint already to what they wanted to say. And when I would say, Hey, what do you think about talking about like this? And they'd be like, Ooh, I would love to, but there's always a, but, (laughs) (laughs) But, and that's where the conditioning comes in, right? Um, we want to talk about certain things. So I would even inquire, like, if there's something you want to talk about, why aren't you talking about it? Is there a, but for you, right? Is there a, but that's like, ah, I'm just really, I 
don't know how people are going to react to it or whatever. Right. So Michelle, I had a, but just to interject in there and it's kind of in harmony with what you're going through right now, I think is when I first started working with Rachel and she's right, we were doing some of that question and getting to know each other. Um, you know, like what's your favorite drink, ask your friends what they think about you kind of thing. And what the copy generated into, and, and Rachel and I met virtually, um, you know, she lives in Colorado. I live in Florida. And so this was all happening virtually, but what, what generated, which was beautiful copy, I felt was very exposing of who I was and being in the corporate world. I felt like, Rachel, I'm not sure I want to tell everybody Mm -hmm. this about me. And she's like, this is who you are. This is what's going to attract people to you. And that was like breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's and so I started incorporating the human design more, but it was behind the scenes. Um, and then had a business coach be like, "You need to come out of the closet yourself." <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, Surprise! brought it to the front forefront of like, "Hey, I use human design to write copy," and now it's even transitioning into more of a coaching role because the thing I've noticed when I'm writing, I'll give them copy that's very much on point with their life experience, who they are, their energy, all of that. But they're, they're scared to put it out there. They're like, ah, <laughs> I know, <don't>, but <laughs> right. So coaching them through that of like, why do they feel that way? What is holding them back from using their voice the way they were meant to use their voice and coaching them through that process. So that's where I am now is a lot of coaching, a, a little bit of writing <laughs> or she'll, um, make you actually do it all because you have to go through the process. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes some people are uh, and, uh, a little bit more coaching to I'm do. I'm not going to name any names <laughs> myself. <laughs> no, Michelle, I've never seen you roll your eyes so many times in one <laughs> second in regards to a process. Was this, was this a challenging process and was it necessary for you to get to where you are today? Yes. Um, yeah. So I, first of all, I'm not a writer. Um, well, I guess anybody can be a writer, but I've always just been like a math and science kind of chick, you know, and like anytime I had to write something, I just have a lot of resistance around it, let alone writing about yourself and then being new in business, this new role, um, and still trying, I mean, I'm still, I'm, we just talked about this on a previous podcast that I'm newer. So I'm still trying to figure out who the hell I am within my own business. Um, so normally Rachel will write the copy given the input, but for me, <laughs> she's like, no, no, here's the, here's the questions you're going to go through the process. And as, even if it takes months, you're going to write this because it's going to be healing. It's going to help you figure out who you are. It's going to help you establish, you know, your baseline in, in your business and, and even maybe birth new things out of it. So, um, yeah, we're still in that process. Um, and I resist every second. of it. <laughs> but that means what you resist persists, right? So you have to keep going to it. So she yeah. just keeps giving me the nudge very patiently. And, uh, and it usually well, means you're hitting on something that you need to hit on. If yeah, you're, well, yeah. If oh, you're resistant hit, yeah. to it. We've hit yeah. on some stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, honestly though, Michelle, you've come so far in trusting yourself more and trusting your, that sacral. Yes. And unpacking why you're afraid to talk about yourself. Right. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. And thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a journey. I mean, I always tell people, um, if you want to really get to know yourself, go start a business. Yeah. <laughs> you <Nope>. know? And- <laughs> so but- here's a thought on the flip side of the coin. Yeah. Do you also get clients who maybe are very comfortable with writing? And so then you have to sort of untrain the mm. the blockages that are keeping them from expressing in a way that's most authentic? That's a really good question. So I do get a few people every now and then that are very confident in what they do and who they are. Generally, I can still find some tweaks that they can incorporate a little bit more of something. Um, and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I could do more of that. Um, they generally just want me to like a second pair of eyes, right? They're not in it to, cause they already kind of have an idea who they are. And those people have been following strategy and authority without realizing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that me? Um, am I definitely you're close? You were close. <laughs> you were close. You weren't far off. You were not the conditioned projector that I meet a lot. <laughs> well, I've I've noticed um that theme in quite a few of the podcast episodes of yours that I've listened to. Um that it's sort of like forget about the the writing rules. Yes you know, forget about the persuasion rules and, and everything like that. That's not how you're actually going to effectively persuade people and get your clients to engage. hundred percent. Yeah. You're going to overthink the shit out of it (laughs) if you do that. (laughs) And it feels icky once you, once you go back and you read that and you've gotten into a place of, of communicating within your alignment and you read something that's off, it feels very, used car salesman and mm-hmm. torturous and there's no voice behind it when you're reading it. I know not yeah. everyone does that, but you're just yeah. reading. It's like a can, yeah. or, you know, bot or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus something that just flows naturally from you. And you know that what you're saying is really, really important to say, and it's clear. And then it just comes out and it connects with the person that's reading it. And they're like, yes. Well, and at the end of the day, I think that's the most important factor in, you know, getting your clients or getting your clients to engage further is how authentic you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've also, I know you've talked about this, uh, Rachel, also on your podcast as well. And, um, and I think we've talked about it and I think a lot of people are talking about it in general is like that comes with social media too. Um, it's, it's almost better to not post all the time if it, if it's not going to be meaningful or, you know, Mm -hmm. authentic rather than Mm -hmm. just post here and there, uh, when it feels appropriate or when you really have something to say, um, there's Mm -hmm. definitely a difference in the messaging. Well, and I even have been kind of struggling with this myself recently. So I'm going on vacation for two weeks. I obviously don't want to be writing any content while I'm on vacation, but I also am like, Ooh, I should probably like schedule some stuff and started using, um, a month ago, social B where it like schedules it out, out for you. And I have been just writing as I go when I feel like this is what I want to talk about this week, but having to plan out 
two weeks, even closer to three weeks of content is really pushing me to be like, I don't want to do this. This feels like work. This feels like ugh, it's heavy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so today, this morning I was like, all right, I've got some other stuff. I'm like, should I just say, screw it. I'm not going to post and I'm just going to take two weeks off. Uh, so instead of just making a fear-based decision or forcing myself to, to do it, I sat and cleared my energy and connected into my own higher self. And was like, what do I need to do right now? And it was like, no, write these two posts. So I wrote those two and I was like, oh, that was easy. Then I wrote a couple more and I'm like, oh, that was easy. And I wrote like six posts this morning in a matter of an hour and a half, just, I mean, cause it flowed. Right. Yeah. And that is what I want when I'm creating content. I want to feel like, oh, and it just comes out. Um, if it's feeling forced for whatever reason, then you need to take a step back and ask the questions of like, am I doing this out of fear? Am I doing this out of, because I have to be consistent, have to, have to, whatever I should, 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 or <laughs> yep. Shooting. <laughs> or do I actually want to create this? Cause it's something I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I think this kind of might go along with this a little bit. Um, we like to ask our guests this question. Do you ever find, uh, do you ever come across imposter syndrome in your mm-hmm. business and in your, even as long as you've been in business now? Yes. A lot. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've had my issues with it. Like, I think everybody has some level of it. And every time you kind of up level yourself and you're doing something bigger and, um, yeah, you're going to feel like an imposter. And I think it's just because you're doing something new too, right? Something you haven't done. You're like, should I be doing this? I don't know. What do you do to overcome it? Um, I tell myself that it's new. Like if Mm -hmm. it's something I've never done, like it's new, I'm going to feel like an idiot. Um, if it's something that it's coming up for another reason, like it's, um, I've had it where, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I do, but I still feel like it's not good enough. It's not so much imposter. It's because I, I don't feel like I'm good enough. So that's where I do the work. It's like, okay, I feel like I'm not good enough. I need to do more inner work there. Um, those are the two ways it shows up for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, it's gay Hendricks that has the book, the big leap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his, uh, way of putting it is erping <laughs> it's upper limit problem. And so, yeah. um, you know, you, uh, his followers will walk around when they start having those thoughts and feelings and they're upper, you know, going to the next limit and they're like, Oh, I'm just erping. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I always thought it was yeah. funny. I try to say that whenever I'm feeling anxious about it. Cause Yeah. Uh, you know, like we have talked in the past usually, um, and I think all of us have talked about this when something really big is right around the corner, your body reacts first with the feelings, however, that may be for you and your body, but usually it means there's you're up leveling. There's something bigger coming next. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And your body wants to bring you back down. It wants to bring you back to that equilibrium point that you've set in what you're comfortable with. And it's the work to go, nope, I'm I'm kicking it up a notch and I want my equilibrium to be up here now. 
I like how you were describing it too, as like somewhere, like something you've never done before. And we've talked about with the Jing, the energy of the traveler. Mm -hmm. And it's not something I thought about in talking amongst ourselves or with other podcast guests, but um, that energy of like, you're at, you're going to a new destination and Mm -hmm. to go there with a sense of humbleness. And this is what I bring. And, you know, with that, um, you're a guest in a place that's, um, that's new to you Mm. and to take things in slowly and you don't have to pretend who you are. You can say I'm from another country and I'm learning (laughs) all I can, um, to assimilate here and just let your, um, you know, let yourself be guided and flow as you're talking about into the different areas. Oh, I like that. I like, I'm just from another country. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> I'm an alien. Another thing that has been a theme in recent episodes of ours and just uh, day-to-day conversations that I notice is a big theme in your work. Um, you can think of it as like, maybe masculine, feminine balance, yin and yang balance, but how you, you put it is, um, working on attracting your ideal mm-hmm. clients rather than finding them. Yeah. Cause you see that a lot. And these, you know, mm-hmm. online coaches get, get, you know, $10,000 a month worth of clients in five minutes kind of thing. Like you, you <laughs> get them, yeah. you go find them, you do, you yeah. push, yeah. but you're all about like magnetizing them to you. Yeah. And, and absolutely. Like, I feel like when they're talking about, let's go get clients, there's a needy energy to it. It's like mm-hmm. your, it's a lackman energy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Versus no, I know I'm really good at what I do. I know my experience is backing it up. Like I know who I am. I know the people that are meant to work with me will find me and want to work together. And it's such a different energy. Mm-hmm. And that's the energy I want my clients writing from and, um, creating their message from not the like needy, I gotta go get clients. I need a client Miss Wimp. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, if say there's somebody that maybe can't get their human design chart, but want to start trying to just write something, what would be like one or two things you would say to help them just get started? Obviously going through human design and working yeah. with you, but like if they just want to start sitting down, I mean, is there like a clearing or, you know, just anything yeah. for them to do? I think forgetting the rules, like what do you think writing is in terms of your business um, and how it's supposed to look? Drop that. And then tap back into your body and your higher self. And what do you want to talk about? And coming from that place is going to be infinitely more impactful than anything you create from your mind. Mm. Yeah. I keep wanting to plug your podcast too, because it's so good, but um, it's, uh, it's called be you babe. Yep. Uh, Right. And um, so I think for somebody who's on that sort of like beginning mission to figure this copyright and human design thing out. Um, you've got some really great bite-sized resources there that take this very complex stuff and, um, you know, gives you something to work with right away. And you, you can get a a free human design chart just to find out your type, right? Yeah. 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 
So yeah. I would definitely recommend that to people to like check out your podcast because it's got yeah. it's got some stuff that some actionable items that you can use mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. 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 And where would they go to get a free human design chart? Which um, um would you, you can Google it or you can go to like myhumandesign.com. There's genetic matrix. Uh, there's lots of different ones. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a really, really great conversation. I don't know, Lisa, did you have I anything I think probably else to add? Rachel's probably attracting all the people to her right now. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> I, I, I won't hold you hostage. Like we could talk to you all day long and we, I'm sure we'll have you back. Hopefully we'd be honored to have you back at some point yeah. and dive a little deeper into this. I love talking with you ladies. Yay. Well, tell us really quick um, for the clients who would like to be attracted to you, yeah. where they can find you. <laughs> where else they can find you besides you can find um the website is rachelweaver.com and rachel is r-a-c-h-a-e-l um my free facebook group is aligned copy posse and on instagram at i am rachel weaver because rachel weaver was taken (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) and your your podcast again uh, is the bu babe and it's on spotify you um itunes and as well on youtube Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you, lady. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. And yes, I'm sure we'll have you again. We would be honored to. Yeah, so it'd be awesome. hope everybody has an awesome day and uh, we'll talk to you in five minutes. Talk to you in five minutes. Bye. Thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment, mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at conscious collaboration podcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.